It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a magnificent football Monday here on You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here with you on the BetQL Network. Now simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next two hours. If you're watching us on Stadium right now, we appreciate you and hope you and your families had great Thanksgivings and winning weekends also betting on sports. And over the course of the next two hours, we're going to get you set to bet and hopefully win Week 13 in the National Football League because our handicap of the NFL weekend to come always begins on Monday. We don't wait until later of the week, parachute in, hey, you're my favorite bets. We're going to give you all the stuff, all our thoughts, all our analysis, all the early bets today on this magnificent football Monday. And we'll get it rolling here with the Colts and the Titans on Sunday in just a second. Our friend Rick Camp will join us next hour from 4 for 4 in Betsburts, giving us NBA bets for tonight. And uh, like any trends, not with a Z, with an S, that Rick has noticed here in the prop betting market in the NBA. Rick is sharp as it comes, so can't wait to talk some NBA with Rick Camp. Coming up next hour, power hour, final hour of the show, we'll feature all our bets for tonight. NBA, NHL, college hoops, side total and props, Monday Night Football to wrap up Week 12 with the Vikings and the Bears. And if you're watching on Stadium right now and you want to know like what we thought of the Cowboys-Seahawks game coming up on Thursday night, thoughts and bets in that game. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast, and you can find that in podcast form. All right, let's get to it. Sunday slate of action. Kenny, please bring the music up here. And Ken, let's go to the AFC South, where if the season ended today, we'd actually have six teams from the AFC South in the playoffs, which is yep. pretty amazing because the there are only four teams in the, the Oilers division. would make it too, yeah. Well, it's like the old the old AFC Central had like the the, the Ravens were in it, right. like the old original black and blue division, sure. the, a, the AFC Central at the time, back when I first started watching the National Football League before realignment in 2001. Uh, but uh, Indianapolis, if the season ended, the Colts would be a playoff team. And maybe you're a Colts fan. Also, also your owner is an actual insane person, which we don't need to get into. So, but he's he, he's, he's, he's crazy. Ursane, that we should start calling him in the brain for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was a couple probably more... having some of the same stuff Cypress Hill was having. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna so, say a couple right. more Cypress Hill jokes to be made yeah. coming out of that. Right. Uh, <laughs> the season ended today. The Colts would be in the playoffs, and maybe you're a Colts fan and you think that's great. Maybe you bet them to make the playoffs and you think that's awesome. Also, it's it's horrendous that we might have to watch that team in the playoffs instead of the Bills. And, like, I'm, I don't have a horse in the fight, just like someone who likes football. I don't want to see this team in the playoffs. Sorry, Colts fans. I, I would get if you could be objective, I think you could probably say the same thing. But, you know, they're playing really well. They're over 500. Big win yesterday against Tampa Bay, and they covered the spread also, winning that game 27-20. to And this week, they travel to the Music City to take on a Tennessee Titans team able to get off the schneid yesterday because they faced Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers who then fired basically the entire coaching staff today, headlined by, obviously, Frank Reich being shown the door, which is no surprise if you listen to or watch this show. We've been telling you for about a month that that was very likely to happen. Uh, so the betting market, Ken. Oh, can we do something Minshew. else? Real oh, quick, what do you got? Because I, I just got sent a bunch of Miles Garrett stuff. We have an update on Miles Garrett if you want to oh, do great, that real please. quick. So this a local reporter picked this up, and Ian Rappaport then tweeted the same thing a minute later. So I'm guessing it all got it came out at the same time. So, I, I mean, we credit six different people, honestly. Rappaport's the one that most people follow that'll have it. So I'll read his tweet. Uh, Browns Pro Bowl defensive end Miles Garrett, who left Sunday's game with his shoulder in a sling. And people who even like heard him, he said he said he heard a pop in it yesterday, which sounded terrible, obviously. Checked out okay today, sources say. He was described as sore, I'll bet. Uh, but day to day, some good news. So I just cut like, again, this doesn't mean like, honestly, like if defensive player of the year reopened right now, and I like I already have some Garrett, if you didn't have anything, 
it does increase the likelihood at least that his production will decline or that like he could aggravate the injury and not finish a game or not finish the season it it actually creates like a really dicey market reopen because like do you give garrett honestly like do you give him the same chance of win? also the browns might lose a bunch of games coming up here and like not make the playoffs they lost to denver yesterday just it's really that that award market it's not that interesting because it's like going to be a low-priced guy maybe deron bland so it's like not like 10 guys can win it's really this is like the most interesting update actually for this market because if he's out now you, there's like th two guys who can win maybe three with bland and now it's like well he can still win but like what is this going to be the rest of the season we also don't know if he's going to play like coming up in their next game they play, they play the rams in a ridiculous market uh where they're a huge underdog to, to the rams so just like crisis averted basically if you're a browns fan and you have any chance of making the playoffs still with a who knows who's going to play quarterback uh looks like miles garrett day to day we don't really know what that means but it means he's not out for an extended period of time we know that's not true right now yeah it seems like this would be like if he missed this week that would probably be the extent of it um, for what it's worth, the Rams holding right now is a four-and-a-half-point favorite in the market coming up for Sunday's game at home against the Cleveland Browns, where I am expecting, not reporting this, uh, that Joe Flacco will end up starting on Sunday for the Cleveland Browns. People are like, Joe Flacco, what do you mean? Uh, they signed him to their practice squad about a week and a half ago, was not active for yesterday's game, which is why P.J. Walker came in after DTR's concussion. Kevin Stefanski on DTR saying, quote, it's hard to say if, Stef if uh, DTR will be ready this week. I I don't know. Feels pretty unlikely to me. So uh, how about this? Not PJ Walker starting for Cleveland. It'll either be DTR yeah. or Joe Flacco would be my guess. I don't Which think is crazy, can, right? Can, we we alluded to that. Uh, and people on stadium didn't hear us do this. But in the first hour of the show, we talked about the finish of Sunday Night Football last night. Zay Flowers choosing to score the touchdown at the end of the game. Instead of going down, if you, if you go down there, then the Ravens 100% win the game. If you score... And people be like, well, it's two possessions with almost no time left. Teams don't lose games like that. I beg to differ. Joe Flacco was involved in just that kind of game last year, week two against the Browns with him a quarterback for the Jets. So Flacco will actually like walks into the building and they're just like, thanks, jerk. Like, appreciate that week two performance last year. Like, it's so funny that he's actually the Browns quarterback now and that we referenced that game earlier in the show. Like, that's, he is the living, Nick Chubb is actually the living embodiment, but he's, Joe Flacco is the living embodiment of like, don't give the other quarterback a chance. Like, go down on the ground. Zay, that's that's what Zay Flowers probably should have done. Was it Hunt or Chubb that scored that touchdown? I think it might have been Kareem Hunt. Oh, you're right. Did I say Nick? I I, I just assumed it was Chubb because, like, it's the Browns and well, he's the lead guy. Well, no, because Chubb yeah. has had moments where he's gone down at the ends of games and not scored. So that's why it's in your head for Nick. Oh, that's that right. Didn't he have, like, a famous one who, yeah, where he went out about, okay, that's why I was thinking about that. So Kareem Hunt is like, wait, so, so, wow, that's so funny. It's so both. they have a running, they had a running back by committee where one of the running backs, like, definitely always goes down and the other guy definitely scores. And the other guy who definitely scores happened to be in the game at that point. The, That's the, crazy. Hashtag, hashtag Cleveland, Cleveland Browns football. We'll but get what to was that the Browns-Rams Browns game. Right. I, um, I, I don't want to, like, I, I hate EPA. And I like stats. You, you also, like, I, I think I've told this story before. This like It's outdated a little bit. I, I loved baseball prospectus back in the day. I worked in baseball front offices for a little bit after I graduated college. And I was so excited when the football prospectus, the first one, came out for football outsiders. And this is not like taking a shot at football outsiders. They do great work. They made a lot. Whatever. I, I read the book. 
and it was after Eli Manning's rookie year, and their historical comp for Eli Manning was Billy Joe Tolliver. And I watched every game that Eli played his rookie year, including Sunday Night Football at home against the Cowboys in his final game where he audibled at the end to a run for Tiki Barber to win the game. And I left as a Giants fan thinking, this guy's awesome. He's going to be awesome for us. And it was, well, the stats aren't great. I mean, whatever, the EPA, I don't know if EPA existed. I was done with it at that point. Football is not the same as these other sports. Football is not baseball in terms of the stats and the analytics. And maybe I sound like yeah. an old man. I am no. one. I'm 40. Well, no, I, I, I think just like, I, like I, don't, I think there are people who preach the exact opposite side of the argument, like analytics are stupid. You know, when there's like the fourth down, go for it, or like punt situations. I love that there's always stuff. the people that, right. That's what, that's what I'm saying. There are people who argue that like all that stuff's bad. Like the a- analytics are stupid, whatever. Yeah, those people are dumb too. Like we're arguing for balance. So like, I, I do think it's gone too far because I think we all look at like the old man yelling at cloud person who's like, well, like you have to punt in the fourth down situations because like sometimes you don't get it or like don't kick the long field goal because, you know, like whatever. Like there are people who argue to kick it who like are dying to kick field goals, conservative coaches. those, And I think we all collectively now look at those people that are like, well, you have to kick the field goal. You have to be conservative. We kind of all look at them and we're like, yeah, like do a little better. Like, like there's, there are better ways to make decisions than always like fearing the worst possible situation and taking a little bit more risk because the payoff is worth it. And I, I love that analytics has become a part of that conversation and that we are trying to make as good, as sound decisions as humanly possible. I really want to emphasize that. I love that stuff. Watch a ton of NBA. It's a huge part of NBA basketball, a huge part. Great. Awesome. Better decisions, better strategy. I'm in. Here's the problem. Like the, the other trait that that community has, the analytics community, is that, again, not that wins could be a part of the conversation, one of many things that we consider, it's that wins actually should be 0% of the conversation. They should not matter at all in evaluating anything. They shouldn't matter. We have these other numbers, they're better. Who cares who won the game? Who cares? Doesn't matter. Because I know Josh Allen's better. Really? Really? You know what I did? I bet the Eagles. And I won, and I won money right. when when Josh Allen lost and, and Jalen Hurts won because you know I just, like that's what happens. I just uh, I think we see this in sports all the time though, where I, I and again maybe this makes me sound old, but like I I do like the balance between the two things, like traditional evaluation of team quarterback coach and analytics. I like combining them, and I think wins matter, and I think they're important, and I do think especially keep in mind the NFL is a league where like 90% of the games are one score games. So in most situations on a Sunday, you're going to have teams in like a one possession game, tie game, decisions are going to be highly scrutinized. The risk reward of certain situations is magnified because the score is really tight. Uh, It would pay to have a quarterback who's really good at decision-making in those situations. And like there are quarterbacks who consistently win and there are quarterbacks who consistently lose and there are coaches who consistently win and consistently lose. And sometimes it gets muddied and coaches are mediocre and coaches like the record isn't as good, but you think they're good. I totally understand that. But like, look at the quarterbacks. I wish I had the list in front of me. Look at the quarterbacks who won like 10 plus games last year. I mean, you would literally see the list and it's like 10 guys and nine of them are the best nine quarterbacks in the league. Be like, yeah, I guess, I guess that stat doesn't matter. It's entirely irrelevant. That must sure, can't be a balance. Can't be balancing them at all. It's like, and it's just like, oh, like wins with a Z at the end. Like all they say, yeah, you're right. You're, yep, you've got it totally right. And everyone on earth basically has it totally wrong. And people be like, well, you're arguing the same thing that you're right and they're wrong. No, I'm arguing for balance. I want to take the best of what they're doing and the best of the old stuff. And I want to use both of them. And apparently that's not even enough. 
that's not even enough for the analytics community. And it's got to be total disregard of wins. The winner of the game does not matter in evaluating anything. What a terrible, miserable way to go through life. Also, I'll just add that on Monday Night Football tonight, we have Kevin O'Connell basically to win the game against Matt Eberflus with the right, number being DPA, five minus probably three. through the roof, right? Never mind Great. the fact he literally never, and I'm going to win money on a handicap that he doesn't win. I'm yeah, winning money I, on that. Like nice everyone, chart, people, though. Right. People are concerned yeah. with EPA. I'm concerned with SKOL. Skull, baby. Vikings laying three tonight against Chicago. <laughs> I don't even like the easy. Vikings in the game. I don't even know why uh, I just did that. I just, oh, I think, I don't even think the I'm points definitely betting Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota. I get Chicago. I get O'Connell. They have Eberflus. I, I right, I'm, and they're favorite. I'll live with it. And yeah. And just to, to win, basically, give me the Minnesota right. Vikings. Anyway, we'll do that in the Power Hour. Let's let's at least start here with the Colts and the Titans. So Indy is a two and a half point road favorite at Will. You'll love it at Levis in Tennessee. The total is forty two and a half. Uh, we had a hashtag off air conversation about this. I think both of us kind of like like the over a little bit in this game. Shane Steik and overs. Um, Point spread wise, maybe it's like Tennessee teaser. I don't know. I feel like Indy probably should be favored in the game. I would never lay Indy. Uh, thoughts here, Ken? Pen, pencil, blood or blank? Colts or Titans? Well, I mean, you you alluded to the fact that we both like the total, but like, no, really, like, like we both really like the total. <laughs> like, this is this is a re. I mean, just to really emphasize this, like, cool, we could have a point spread conversation too. Like, just just to emphasize that, uh, I to- totals actually did pretty well at Sa- Saints under Sunday night football under for a couple bucks. That was pretty good. We had people come on and give out the everybody loved the Bills over that hit. People that came on the show like that. I, I was a little worried about that in the third quarter. Never mind. I guess we're just going to fly over the total. Uh, this is a rematch of a game that like almost turned me into the Joker. Uh, the first meeting between the teams, which landed 39, 39, when every game Shane Steichen coaches lands basically like 67. And somehow and I'm bringing up the stats from this game because they're actually really funny. Uh, Colts in that game. So this is a rematch game. Uh, obviously, like different location quarterback changes all this stuff in that game so again just like how do these teams fit together with these two coaches shane steichen who's like kind of an overcoach who, who was quarterback in this game for indy was this richardson or Minshew? Tannehill definitely uh, this, played for tennessee this was a tan this was a Tannehill titans game and this was richardson got hurt in like the first half of this game oh um, this is when richardson yeah okay got it yeah right uh colts seven yards per play in the entire game for people who don't know, that's a really, really high. But what was their EPA? That was a really, really high number. Oh, yeah. EPA. I, by the way, I, I actually won the over in this game. Wait, it landed 39. No, no, no. EPA. There was, this was supposed to be a way higher scoring. I won. Pay me. I actually got money. Yeah, the, yeah. my bookies paid me on this game. No, they didn't. That's not how life works. Uh, so Titans in this game, six yards per play. I mean, just staggering amounts of chunk plays and yardage. And the combined red zone efficiency of the two teams, two for nine. Two, two for nine, and the game goes under. It lands 39. Uh, could see the same thing happening. Think Steichen's a really smart coach. We can talk more about him in the next segment. Also, love the over. Yeah, and, and the on-field handicap, I think, really lends to the over in this game. Uh, 42 and a half. We'll talk about that coming up next. And we'll get to, man. Anyone want to bet the Patriots on Sunday at a big home underdog price against the Chargers? We'll talk about it coming up next. Colts trying to make it a two-score lead with seven and change left. Taylor, Taylor, touchdown! Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. 
The Greek freak Spiro Ditas with the call yesterday. My fellow Fordham Ram. Hashtag Ramily. Spiro Ditas with the call on CBS. Jonathan Taylor with a couple touchdowns. Colts beat the Buccaneers. JT. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. When he went into the end zone. The 10, the 5. Touchdown. Ah. As the Colts beat the Buccaneers, the Titans, with Will, you'll love it at Levis, they won yesterday, also taking down the Panthers. Uh, we went into the end of last segment, and Ken, you can bring the music back up here, talking about how we like the over in this game. Um, we saw the Colts perimeter get nuked once again by boundary receivers. Yesterday, it was Mike Evans, who had a monster game for uh, for Tampa Bay, catching the ball from Baker Mayfield. Uh, like, I, I want someone to tell me how the Colts are stopping DeAndre Hopkins this weekend. Like, how is that going to happen? They literally don't have the personnel. They don't run the defense to do it. It happens every single game. There's no reason to think it won't happen again. Also, like, Derrick Henry can run on this front. And on the flip side, and this is where, and we'll, and we'll talk about this on Thursday, right, with Coach of the Year, um, Shane Steichen's a pretty good coach, and not like not definitely a great coach, but trending towards being a really good coach. I'm curious if Indy is even gonna bother with the run game. I'm not. I'm not insinuating they're never gonna run the ball. I I just feel like the, the book is out on how to like score on Tennessee's defense, and Carolina couldn't do it yesterday because of Reich and Bryce Young, and they have no receivers. They really like shouldn't. They they should never run the ball in the game. Like Taylor should catch the ball out of the backfield. It should be Downs, and it should be Pittman, and you score 30 points. And the Colts win, and they cover, and the game goes over the total. Um, I don't know if I can assume that that's what's going to happen, though, Ken. So it's going to lead me to not want to bet the point spread of this game. I think I'd probably take the points with the Titans, but honestly, like, I'm not going to. I think I just like the over, and I'll leave it at that. Do you? Uh, would you ever tease Tennessee 2.5, 8.5 home in a division game? I don't think so, just because I think, like, Levis has disaster potential, and... When they get down in games, like it's 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 a tough scene because they can't run the ball with Derrick Henry, and then it's just right. Levis throwing a million times, which like could be good, but could also be bad. And also, I think there's a chance the Colts like roll it up on them. Maybe like Colts team total is a solid bet in this game, also. But again, was, like you're uh, assuming that they're going to do the right thing, and they might right. not. There was a chance yesterday that I was saying those very same things with Tampa Bay and Rashad White down in the game trying to cover their teaser leg against the Colts, and shout out to Tampa losing by seven, seven mercifully i was pretty sure i was not going to get that teaser leg home that's okay um i could see this playing out the same way like, i don't know if the colts defense is good enough to blow out a team on the road i don't know if that's like even kind of in their mo uh i have it written down for a potential teaser like i wouldn't be my favorite one i teased dallas before i teased this one uh and I, I agree with you i like the over just something i think is interesting not like a blind spot but just like a way we think about teams because of you know the first part of the season as opposed to the last few weeks the Colts and the Texans have the exact same record, and the Texans have the Offensive Rookie of the Year, and the Colts have Gardner Minshew, but D'Amico Ryans is a way lower price to win Coach of the Year. I just think that's really interesting. Like, I, I kind of think that is a blind spot for, like, what's happening, that, well, but, like, they won all those games. Like, what? Like, yeah, Stroud's really good. They, they have the same record. They have the same record right now. And, I, you know, we'll get to that game in a second with the Texans. I think Denver is really alive to win that game, just like I think it's possible Tennessee wins this game. So you could be like, well, they're a bigger favorite on Sunday. Uh, I think Steichen's become really interesting. Ryan's has Stroud as like the guy who's going to get all the credit at Slowick, their offensive coordinator, too. Like they like there's a way to reward the Texans for being average and competent and good. 
there really is not a way to reward the Colts for doing anything except giving Steichen coach of the like there's just no other avenue to reward this team for anything that they're doing because it doesn't make any sense that they're doing it and because it could there have been Richardson, players, right. but you know he's out for yeah. the year so and they're right. doing it with the back but you know now. Gardner Minshew's playing like every game and yeah look look like it's the AFC South so these teams play a slightly more uh slightly easier schedule they play each other and they play in uh, and we know Tennessee hasn't been very good yeah, so it's the last game of the. I just, I think that's really interesting that just Ryan's took so much money and everyone was so all in on this, like that he was the improvement coach because it, it again, it's just, it kind of goes back to this like tried and true thing, right? The season is just so damn long. It's just so long. Like teams have had three different, four different personalities already. We got a third of the season left to play. We haven't even, like the recency bias stuff. We're two weeks away from even having a recency bias conversation. That's how long the season is. Think about what the Broncos have been the two halves of the season we played so far. So it's just really interesting, right? Like we get rooted in these opinions and then there's like a hard pivot. Something new comes along and the market's like, nah, the other thing's still ahead. It's like, well, no, 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 it's not anymore. Like, it's not ahead anymore. Ryan's isn't ahead anymore. They have they have the same record. And I, the other guy's doing it with Gardner Minshew. I, it's just so interesting how one week can kind of change how you feel about this stuff. You better you better here with Nick and Ken on a Monday, handicapping week 13 in the NFL. So that's the Colts and the Titans. We like the over in that game coming up on Sunday. All right, let's go to uh, Foxborough, where, you know, Patriots lose to the Giants, and Mac Jones gets benched at halftime, and Bailey Zappi comes in. And my favorite thing was everyone like, well, now the Patriots' offense is going to be great. Because now here comes the great Bailey Zappi. I mean, like, do people, who's like, played like, already? Can I kind of just, like, tell, like, don't... Don't let Mac Jones being bad distract you from the fact that Bailey Zappi's also bad. Like, maybe Mac's so in his head at this point that he's actually worse than Zappi. They're both terrible. Like, they are both awful. They're awful. Also, the Patriots' defense is still pretty good, and the coach is still pretty good. You can say what you want about him as a GM, but the guy can still coach his ass off, Bill Belichick. Um, and this week, they face a guy who can coach his ass off, and uh, I guess he'll have money coming out coming out the you-know-what when the Chargers yeah. fire him after the season and he gets here. to collect some money. <laughs> a lot, a lot um, of ways to go here. <laughs> so look, this is like, it, it's two bad teams, but it's a really interesting point spread, and it's like Chargers, like basically loser leaves town match. They're not going to make the playoffs, obviously, but if they want to, they need to win out, and it's got to start in this game on the road at the Patriots. So the Chargers lose. They get stuffed into a locker by the Ravens on Sunday night, and now they go on the road to New England. We don't know who the Patriots quarterback is going to be. You would assume it's going to be Zappy. I mean, if they go back to Mac Jones, they like Belichick actually should get fired. And I know he's the greatest coach ever. Like, you can't keep doing this. You just can't do it. Like, what is he like? It's like me, like Stone playing Madden. Like, just a, a, a yo-yoing quarterbacks, and it's real life. It's the NFL. Yeah, it's over for Mac Jones. It's done. So this needs to be Zappy or Cunningham or bring Will, Will Greer back or lure Brady out of retirement or get Drew Bledsoe back or Steve Grogan Cam or Newton. Tony Eason, Cam Newton, anybody, Brian Hoyer, any anyone but Mac Jones has to start this game for the Patriots. Uh, the Chargers are six-point road favorites. And it's not even me saying that. I think the point spreads, like, this is how bad the Patriots are. The Chargers suck. The coach is dead coach walking. The offense is broken. The defense can't stop anyone. I guess the defense actually played pretty well last night, to be fair, against the Ravens. Chargers laying six at New England. Totals 40 and a half. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. I mean, I, I don't have a clue what to do here from a betting standpoint. I don't even know, like, is this the right number? We get into these late season situations. I was going to say, like, is this the right number? I mean, it's, it's what the market has deemed the right number because the money that's been into it so far. So I guess it has to be the right number. I just, uh, we get so many of these late season situations. 
this it like reeks of commanders giants a little bit where it's yeah like one team does need to be a really big favorite over the other team maybe that maybe that's insulting to the chargers maybe it's not uh one team needs to be like a, a big favorite over the other because of like how they've generally played this year and their statistical body of work and that's how kind of things get set and cool like i understand that and like herbert is impossibly better than whoever is going to start a quarterback. Like, I totally understand that. But it's like causes these markets to exist where a really bad team is supposed to win a game by margin. And I, it's not like I like to bet the dog in those situations. It does not always win. Like Carolina didn't cover yesterday against Tennessee. But like I, in general, I will give the dog more of like a puncher's chance in these kind of a game because they're playing a team that like doesn't do the thing we're expecting like ever. Like they just basically never do it over the balance of like how long the quarterback's been there and how long the coach has been there. Now they did blow out Tyson Bajant and the bears in a Sunday night game with a big point spread. So it's, again, I'm not saying like it's never happened just that when it becomes the expectation, right. When it becomes the expectation in the betting market, like, no, no, like have to, to cover. And the team is like a a bad team that doesn't win a lot. Then I'm always going to kind of look to the dog in those games and I'll bet them a lot of the time. This one's just so interesting because like, it's kind of like the it's going to be like the Boyle games we're going to talk about the rest of the year until Rodgers comes back. And it's like the Black Friday game a little bit where it's just like maybe the dog is so bad. Maybe the team's so bad that it's like somehow not even built in yet. Because like that's that's how we felt about the Jets on Black Friday. We were like, yeah, like Boyle starting the market's going up like hated the Jets in the game and be like, this isn't gone too far. It's gone not far enough basically with like what we saw from Boyle and the Jets quarterback, maybe they're really just that bad, the Patriots, that we like actually haven't caught up to it yet. Like, is that there? Because they are. I mean, just imagine you just said, and you said something in the first part of the show, uh, which wasn't on stadium. So people missed it if they were watching. But you said you bet the Chargers and like, it was like an excruciating experience and you spent the entire like second app being like, okay, maybe I cover, maybe I don't. Why did I do this? Like, why, why did, I, did I bet this? Yeah. I think even if the Patriots cover, I think you're going to be saying that during this game. <laughs> That's but what then, I think you're going to be saying. But, but then is it, then is it, then is it don't bet the game? Because I think you'd, you'd feel the same way about, about either side here, betting on the game I think goes. I, for me, for that's why I said, I said, I said, I don't know what to do here. I don't, I I'll don't tell you see this do. as like a, Patriots oh no, to win. you're going to say about the Patriots to win. That's what you're going to say. Patriots to win. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, we're going to know pretty fast, probably. Honestly. Like, I I don't know. Okay, they might just be this? so bad. Where's yeah. the number more likely to go? Because it's the Patriots, I actually don't know. Well, what do you think? The pencil. Down. The pencil answer. I, I want someone to tell me <laughs> that Austin Eckler... No, I'm being serious. Austin Eckler's hurt. Austin Eckler's not healthy. Yeah, he he's ran got, like four miles per hour a couple weeks he, ago. It was documented. He's got, <laughs> he's got no juice right now, and he's a great player. He's not healthy. He's not. Should we tweet him? Healthy. He responds to tweets, right, about fantasy and stuff. Doesn't he do that he, all the time? I gotta tell you, he's like a hero in the fantasy community. Like yeah. he comes on, he's like, he's like star he's Josh awesome. Kelly, my backup. He's great. He'd this probably come on the show. Austin Eckler. Right, it's, yeah. This is not an anti-Austin Eckler thing. He's not healthy. A great player. He's not healthy. That offense has no juice right now. So the, the Patriots are going to, you know what they're going to do? I'm, here's a spoiler alert for everyone. They're going to do everything in their power to take Keenan Allen out of the game because he's the one good skill position player the Chargers have right now. And that's like, okay, great. Now here's Quinton. 
I can't even say this Joker's name without laughing. Quentin frickin' Johnston and Jalen Guyton and Gerald Everett and Donald Parham and Josh Kelly. Good luck with all of this. Like, the Patriots' defense is still good, and the difference between the Patriots and the Jets is the Jets have, you know, zombie Robert Sala on the sideline, and the Patriots have Belichick, and I know he sucks as a GM, and maybe the game's passed him by, and maybe he's done. Maybe this is it for him. Still a good coach. I'll still hold to that, and I'm willing to be wrong. Like, Patriots to win. It's, it's Staley and Belichick. And I get six at home. But what's the EPA? I just, uh... <laughs> Well, the other thing here, say, and I asked you about, like, where's game. the number? Where's the number more likely yeah. to go? Like, it, we we have to consider it's a it's real it's realistic possibility that they start Malik Cunningham in this game, and then what happens? Well, that'll like, that makes the line go nuts. That's like nine and a half. It's like more than more than, more than a touchdown. It's in between seven and a half and nine and a half, probably. Maybe ten. I, I guess it's already a really big number. <laughs> what do you think this? What do you think? Like, what do you think the expectation in the betting market is about who's going to start based on based Zappy. on this number? Zappy. This is like yeah. a, a quote unquote Zappy number. <laughs> I think like, this is. Well, I my my sense yeah. is, is that Zappy and Mac are now like rated exactly the same. So I think it's like it, it, like either I might rate one. Zappy I think better. this is your number. God. And I think they're I think they both suck. I mean, I think like, they're both like, terrible. Mac's just. Like Max better, and I'll be like he turns it over so much. Yeah, but like, but he's he's gonna go somewhere else. I'm not suggesting he's gonna like be a great quarterback where he goes next. I think he's so in his head, and like the last couple years have broken him. And I I can't prove that. That's just my opinion as a sports fan watching the games. I think Max is better than Zappy, but he's so in his head at this point that like you can't play him. Like he needs to sit. The interception yesterday. He he throws more interceptions directly to defenders when there's no one in the area than anyone I've ever seen the in game? the NFL. Who called that game yesterday? It's like escaping me. But whoever was the color remember. commentator was very oh, did, funny because did Kenny Albert oh, it was Jonathan do the game? Vilma? Yeah, it was, it was Kenny Albert and Jonathan yeah, Vilma. Albert and Vilma. The, the balls in the air that Mac Jones throws and Vilma before it's even picked off is like, oh, <laughs> it's just. Just really funny. Buzz Killington. Uh, yeah. How, okay. How about this? If the Patriots announce that Mac Jones is starting, I'd actually get. Basically, this is if it's. I Mac think people Jones, would bet the Patriots too. I, I think there are so many sickos out there who are like, well, Belichick six. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not on that train. If it's Mac Jones, it's a never bet New England here because he's going to throw four backbreaking interceptions in the game. If it's Zappy. I think Zappy sucks. I think he's terrible. I don't think he's good. But I mean, it's but look at the look at the opponents. It's Staley. Yeah. This offense has no. How are they scoring? Yeah, sounds like you love the Patriots. Honestly, maybe I should bet the under. <laughs> you keep yelling, "How are they scoring?" and then saying, "I'm laying aside," which is good. <laughs> yes. Or I'm taking well, points, well, rather. I would take yeah. the, I would take the points with New England. Uh, whatever. Maybe the Chargers win forty-one-seven. I don't know. On the other side, uh, the Lions will visit New Orleans on Sunday, and uh, New Orleans might not have any wide receivers. We'll tell you about the betting market for the Saints and the Lions. Oh my! Coming up next. Falcons coming after Carr. Picked up. Picked off. Jesse Bates. He's got a shot. Bates to midfield, to the 40, to the 30, to the 20. No question. Pick six. No flags. 
Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Well, it's time for another edition of America's favorite game show, Joe Davis or Adam Amin. I actually don't know who that was. Joe Davis? Were you able to tell? Uh, Kenny, can you just play that? You don't need the music. Can you just play the highlight again, please? Let's try and figure out who this is. The return of his life. I just love like like when broad and he's he's a great broadcaster. The ass yeah. gets elongated. No flags. Shh. No flags. Again, like the he's. Like, listen, he's he's awesome. Like I, yeah, yeah I, 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 I he's sound like great. Gilbert Gottfried and Bad Dog Russo yeah. got married and had a kid. So I'm not criticizing his voice. Just like he does do that though. No, no flags. Anyway, he's really good. He was on the call yesterday. He's also, really good. That, that, also, he called that play. <laughs> also, also, I have more money now than I did before the game started yeah. because of that play with Jesse Bates Falcons with that teasers. pick six yesterday. Ever in doubt? Yeah. Just you know. It's great. one of those where after the game ends and like the Falcons win, obviously, and this is not what we're going to do the Saints game now. We'll get to the Falcons game next against, against the Jets where, so it's spoiler, I'm betting against Tim Boyle and absolutely love it. I mean, why didn't I bet more on Atlanta? <laughs> I love them the entire week. And then the Saints do what the Saints do. This is yeah. what they do. They do it every week. Every single week. Kenny, bring the music like up here, please. A lot. It's <laughs> almost like if the coach is a perennial loser and the quarterback's a perennial loser and they team up, they're gonna lose. It's almost like that's true. I didn't need I didn't need the analytics community to tell me that one. I got that one. I, I, I think I think I hate the word regression where it's like, oh well, they they're bound to regress in the red zone. Start, are they? Are are they? Are yeah. they? Or here's here's Blake, not your average groupie, for 17 field goal attempts on another Sunday. Right. Great. I said Young Way. Team... To be fair, he didn't kick very much, but Groupie was out there. There was a Groupie was out there every every time. Groupie was out there every possession. How about my guy Arthur Smith? Hashtag did the right thing yesterday. I, I, I'm back in on Bijan's Arthur Smith. Awesome. He's, yeah. what, a, what a shock! What, what, what a shocker to anyone who watched him play at any level. And the best part about it is, like, the the Falcons took him eighth overall. They think yeah. he's awesome, too. Yes. <laughs> Just let's not sure give did. him the ball. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Lions, who got the, the dump trucked on Thanksgiving by Jordan Love yes. and the Packers, uh, now travel. And, like, honestly, should have lost to the Bears the week before. The Lions travel to New Orleans this weekend to take on the Saints. Detroit is a four-point road favorite. The total is 45-and-a-half. Now, if you are a somewhat learned with point spreads, right? You may hear us say that, and if you don't know anything that's going on in this game, you might think, wow, like, that's a lot of points for the Lions to lay on the road against it. I don't even like the Saints. Feels like a big number, though, right? Well, the reason sure. why is... More than a field goal Ken on talks... the road. Yeah, yeah like more Ken than a field goal on the road all the time. Yeah. Where, you know, like, why do you think that is? It has to be injuries, right? Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. And you are correct, it is injuries. Um, the, the Saints might not have, like, any wide receivers in this game. Olave, oh, he gets concussed. He was dominating the game yesterday. Dominating yeah. AJ Terrell looked awesome. There's another guy who's so, really good. Yeah. He's great, and like, and and let, let's have a quarterback who won't throw him the ball ever. And to, and like to his credit, he did yesterday. To be fair, so Olave gets concussed. 
We'll see if he's able to clear protocol and play in this game. Rashid Shahid, quad injury, has basically like already been ruled out for the game by Dennis Allen. I think the quote was like unlikely to play in the game. Maybe also also like Max Crosby was apparently on his deathbed and played yesterday against it, so who knows? Um, but unlikely it feels like that Rashid Shahid will play. Also, we know Michael Thomas is done for a while, expected to come back before the end of the regular season. But the Saints could be rolling out a three wide receiver set on Sunday with like AT&T Perry, reach out and touch someone, or don't, or you go to jail. Keith Kirkwood, and like Lynn Bowden. This could be their, their wide receiving group. And I joked off air, this is Alvin Kamara, Bradford. like 16 catches for 28 yards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. Uh, Terry's son. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's why that's why the point spread is what it is. Um, I was actually, if, if the Saints were going to be fully healthy here in this game, and it was going to be more than three, I was going to be like, let's bet New Orleans. Act and also, like, let's bet the over. Because, like, Lattimore's not playing. Detroit's going to score in this game, and the Lions' defense is terrible. I don't know what to do now, though, Ken, if, like, New Orleans isn't going to have any functional wide receivers in the game. What do you think? Pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Lions, Saints? Yeah, I mean, it makes it really tough. The The games that I love betting against New Orleans in are the ones with a completely different market than this one, right? We've talked about so many. The, 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 the crux of New Orleans' high win total before the year, even like I would even tell you this, like there was a bull case for New Orleans. They were going to play a ton of toss-up games or games where they were a small favorite. They're going to play a lot of those games on their schedule. Even even though like we don't even know before the year how good certain teams are, the Saints were almost assured of playing like, Here's Saints by three. Here's Saints two and a half on the road. Here's Saints one and a half on the road. Whatever. They're going to play a ton of games like that. And I was going to bet against them at all of them because they're a horribly coached, horribly quarterback team. But this isn't that kind of market. This is a market where the Saints can just keep the game close and they can lose and you still win your bet. And I know that sounds really simplistic, but like literally like I bet against the opposite one markets, the ones we were talking about, the small point spread ones. I bet against the Saints. Like maybe you figured it out. I bet against them in basically all of them. Uh, this one is not that. This is just like, can the Lions win the game by margin or not? Like, that's the question. And the my answer to that question is maybe. Like, I don't, I don't really know. I'm, And I think part of what's tripping me up here is, and maybe I shouldn't have been surprised by the Packers on Thanksgiving as much as I was. I, the other three games were all blowouts, obviously. The two games on Thanksgiving and Black Friday with the Jets. And I thought Lions-Packers had a chance to be like that because of how hurt the Packers were. Jordan Love showed you a lot in that game, but I got it. He hadn't been particularly good so far. And... I just so like what are the lions going forward now is this what they are they're just like a below average or average defense combined with like an offense that turns the ball over sometimes but can be really effective that the rating of a team like that is really bad like that that would make you want to bet the saints in this game or is it the coach who covers every single number and the team that's like super physical and the offense that's dynamic and the pass rush that gets home all the time like is that what it, i don't know what the lions are and i have a lot of trouble rating them because of that they've shown us two completely different faces throughout the course of the season and I, I mean they beat the they literally it's the same team they beat the Chiefs on opening night and lost at home to Jordan Love as a touchdown favorite on Thursday which one is it which one is it it makes that makes them like uh, incredibly polarizing tough to figure out I in my head I was like this is going to be some kind of like field goal on the road number and I'm not going to know what to do the more it gets bet up the more I, I would consider New Orleans but I you know I don't think there's anything crazy going on here I just have a really hard time with like what am I expecting to get from Detroit in the game We'll we'll talk more about this game over the course of the week. Like we need more injury news, obviously, with the Saints receiving group. But I I think we can both agree it's probably they're also I, bad I, at I, passing I, anyway. 
by the way. Yeah. They also suck at throwing the ball anyway, even if the guys don't play. I don't want to say it's New Orleans or nothing because I don't I don't know if that's, yeah. I, I, I think we need some time here to think about this. Let's see about the injuries, etc. My thought on the Lions, you say a lot, Ken, on the show, and you're right, how long the season is. My gut tells me this is like a momentary like blip in what's still going right. to be a really good season for Detroit. But I do think like I've kind of seen enough now where I don't think the defense kind of has the horses when it comes down to it this year. I don't think they're ever beating San Francisco or Philadelphia in January. Like I still think they'll win the division. They're probably still Dallas. the third best team in the conference. Yeah. To be, and you know what? To be fair, you're right about that. Probably not Dallas either, and they'll play in Week 17. Which is the only and other team you'd Dallas have to talk about. Them also. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, so yes. So I still think they're a playoff team. I just think like their ceiling's been lowered a little bit. I do think that they'll bounce back and play better than they have the last couple weeks. So that's the Lions and the Saints. Oh my! We'll get back to it over the course of the week. Let's try and squeeze one more in here. And I don't know how long this is going to take us to do the Falcons and the Jets in the Jersey Meadowlands. Uh, Robert Sala. I love how he calls him Timmy. Timmy. Like, yeah, you, Timmy's going to get another start. Great. The good, like, a lot, honestly, a lot like, of inappropriate jokes I can make off that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, I think a lot of people kind of will get the reference South Park, obviously not making the light of it. It's just like, yeah, it's, you know, Timmy. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, so, I'm so done with this team. I'm done with this coach. I hate the Jets. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of them. I'm sick of it. Actually, maybe I shouldn't be because maybe we get to just profit off of it the rest of the year. Atlanta will travel to play the Jets. And Desmond Ritter is not good, and he threw two terrible interceptions in the game, and they still won, and I think they're going to win the division. Uh, the Falcons are in between a two-and-a-half and a, a three-point road favorite at the Jets. The total is 34. Uh, Tim Boyle's playing quarterback for the Jets. I know the defense is good. I know Desmond Ritter stinks. Give me the Falcons. Don't care. Done. Yeah, this is it's, – it's a really interesting market because, like, you know, the, the longer you do this – even if you're like, let's say you're just like a casual better, but you just love betting the NFL and you see the point spreads every single week and you, maybe you listen to our show all the time and we talk about them all the time. You do kind of get a feel for like what how games are going to be limed and like about what range they're going to be in. Oh, is this a game that's going to be two and a half? Is this game that's going to be three, three and a half, like six, seven? Like NFL's point spreads always exist in the same kind of zones and especially like a, a team that's better than another team and they're playing on the road. Like it's home field advantage still counts for something even if it's a small amount in the nfl so like this was this is never like tim boyle can be like it could be me playing quarterback the way that the jets defense has played so far like atlanta's never going to be a really big favorite in this game no matter how bad tim boyle is like it's just not the way the markets for the nfl are set it's like just not the way people think about betting teams at the same time like the bet currently being offered in the market of you get to bet that tim boyle loses a start and you get to lay minus 145 at BetMGM that Tim Boyle loses. That's the bet. Tim Boyle loses. And the price, wow, wow, Tim Boyle loses. He loses all the time. He's a terrible quarterback. He's the worst quarterback in the league. What what price do I have to lay for Tim Boyle to lose? Minus 145. Great. I'm going to bet on that because I think he's going to lose because he always loses. And he's the worst. And I don't care that the defense is good. And I don't care about Salah. And I don't care about the at the at MetLife Stadium. God, I mean, say your prayers for the Falcon skill position players that they all escape the game healthy too. By the way, just like I don't, I don't care about any of that stuff. Just like I get to bet the Tim Boyle loses. And it's my I, I bet the Falcons money line the second it opened last night. I don't. This is Tommy Lee Jones. I don't care. Like I just that's going to be my bet for the game. I don't want the points either. Jets defense is good enough. Maybe this is some one two weirdo point spread. Uh, weirdo landing margin of victory. Just I think they're going to win. So I bet it. There will be a... I feel like a lot of people are going to talk themselves... And maybe they're right. I feel like a lot of people well, are going to talk how Black themselves Friday into the Jets. Right, yeah. Oh, Tim, the point spread got Tim, bet up. 
Timmy's, value. Get, Tim, Timmy's getting another start. Also, like you want to talk bloodthirsty crowd, you ain't seen nothing yet. If this goes starts going poorly for the Jets. Also, is the Jets defense Sunday. great? Yeah. I it's the same thing as last year. They're probably fed up. I'm not saying yes. they've quit. Maybe they have. Hour number three coming up next. We'll continue our handicap of week 13. We'll talk to Steelers and the Cardinals in Pittsburgh. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> On the BetQL Network.